Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. For the experience. Nine. He goes off crazier than usual. Uh, no, seriously. Like, I hope we all don't get fired for this. Blah, 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 blah. He used to hand out t-shirts, and now somebody's letting him talk on the radio? It's the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome to the Bo Johnson Experience. I am he. I dare I say I am him. You can't even say you're him these days without somebody thinking you're the best at something. <laughs> I'm definitely not the best at this, I don't think. But I am Bo Johnson. Welcome to your experience. Get in touch with the show. You can give us a shout, 404-726-0929. You can reach out to us on, uh, on, on the Twitter, on the text line. However you want to interact with the Bo Johnson experience this evening, as I teased in the little crosstalk with John Chuckery, enjoyed that. I mean, John Fricky. Sorry, Chuck, by the way. As I teased on the little crosstalk with uh, John Fricky, uh, lots of fantasy football talk today. So for those of you don't, that don't know me, I am one half of what was last year, two dudes, same fantasy. Um, one of the dudes, Brian Gebhardt, great friend still, moved out to uh, Sacktown, CA, to become a brand manager, program director, whatever these guys go by these days at Sacktown Sports House, Sacramento. So this year, it's going to be one dude with a fantasy. And we're going to get started on week one in two weeks, week one of the NFL football season. You can find me on Saturday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. I'll have all of your uh, sit-start suggestions. You can give me a shout then every Saturday. Let me know what lineup questions you have all that gets started in two weeks so what I'm going to do for you this evening I'm gonna break it all down for you um quarterback tiers running back tiers wide receiver tiers anything you need to prepare yourself for your fantasy football drafts like I was telling John Frickie this is the busiest season for fantasy football analysts but also people that play fantasy football it's the busiest couple of weeks this week and next week this is when drafts should be if you had your fantasy football draft in July you're doing it wrong, or your commissioner is. And I had a couple. I had a couple dynasty drafts take place before the freaking NFL uh, preseason even started. So what, what do we do if these guys get hurt? You're just SOL if you draft any of these guys. So yeah, I I will say dynasty league. I'm I'm a little bit oh I'm a little bit more okay with it if it's a dynasty league doing it that early. I still don't. Is like it because it. NFL teams draft these players before training yeah, camp too? Yeah, yeah. Like with a dynasty, yeah. I can kind of get with it there, but that, that July is still way too early. It is. It is. Dom Trosky on the other side of the glass joining me for this uh, journey for the next three hours. So uh, feel free to hit us up with any questions that you have. Phone lines are open. Before we get into other sports, though, we have lost a couple of legends this week. Uh, just yesterday, Bob Barker passed away, and I, I got to be completely honest with you. I saw a tweet, and it was it, – look, the tweet's funny as hell. And look, Bob Barker lived a full life, all right? I don't think that there's any family member of his that are going to say anything different. He was the host of The Price is Right for like 50 years. You know, we should celebrate the fact that he lived to be 99. I saw a tweet yesterday that said, Bob Barker makes it as close to 100 without going over. And I thought it was hilarious. At that point, I had not seen that he died yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I was like, and I had to ask, I had to ask Tara, my girlfriend, I was like, is Bob Barker, like, did we kill Bob Barker a long time before he actually passed? Because we right. do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought that was uh, one of the funniest tweets that you'll ever see. Yeah, great tweet. You know, but he did live to be, he turns, I think, he would have turned 100 in November, if I'm not mistaken. So, close to 100 without going over. I just thought that was funny. It's a, it's a Price is Right reference. If you don't, never watched The Price is Right, I'm sorry if that just went over your head. Also, the professional the professional wrestling world lost a freaking, look, um, I'll call him a legend. He was only 36 years old. But this man, if you watch professional wrestling, was one of the best character designers that has ever graced the WWE. And I'm talking about Bray Wyatt, or if you want to refer to him by his uh, real name, William Rotunda of the famed Rotunda family. Look, the Wyatt family, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt and Mr. Happy with that little storyline, the the Firefly Funhouse, his entrances alone were just breathtaking, especially on big stages like WrestleMania. It turns out that uh, Bray or William, a while back ago, right after he had a match, I think uh, it might have been at the Royal Rumble very early in the year, he caught COVID, and due to complications of that, like he remained sick, um, started to get better, was actually eyeballing a return to the ring and then took another turn for the worse. Ended up, uh, ended up passing of a, a heart attack this week. So uh, thoughts and prayers to the family of Bray Wyatt. Uh, Jojo Rotundo was a, uh, a former WWE in-ring announcer, if you remember Jojo. Um, they had three kids together. Um, his brother, Bo Dallas, is Bray Wyatt's real-life brother. So prayers to them, guys. Uh, Bray Wyatt will be missed, but we had, as, as we look into Sunday night, we got one more football game. I think it's Saints and, uh, who they played the Texans this evening, right at seven o'clock as we're getting off the air. So preseason uh, week three has all but wrapped up one more game left. Uh, in two weeks, we get real NFL football and gee golly, that is exciting. Um, but the Falcons had their last preseason game. On uh, Thursday night football this past week, and let me see if I can uh, find my. Oh wait, I can't. Dom, you got my uh, my sheet with the the starters stat lines on it, the box score yeah, over there. Uh, Did I leave it in the office? Uh, no, uh, they didn't play. Wait, hold on. It's, it's a bunch of zeros. You're talking them. about week two, right? No, I'm I'm talking about Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, they, they weren't far, out there. The Stars didn't play again yeah, on Thursday? Yeah, a bunch of goose eggs. Nothing? bunch of goose eggs in the box score for them. Oh, wow. Donuts. Zero. Oh, so at least, you know, at least if they have goose eggs in the box score, it's because they didn't <laughs> it was play. The, they never correct. touched the field <laughs> <Correct>. once. <Yeah. laughs> None of the starters played. So 20, what was it, 24 to nothing? Is that what? Uh, yep, 24, 24 to nothing. 24 nothing. Hey, if it's going to be 24 to nothing, at least it was the Steelers twos versus the Falcons twos, right? No, Steel, Steelers. We went out. We went out there. Oh wait, I, I was there at the game. Steelers. Uh, wait, they the Steelers. Their ones. Oh, the Steelers played their ones. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett George played. Pickens, T.J. Watt. George Pickens played. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look. Nika Fitzpatrick. Oh, George Pickens caught a touchdown pass. Georgia guy. T.J. Watt was out there too. Yep. Start. All the sack. starters played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, sacked Taylor Heineke. It's pretty sweet. Falcons Nation is upset about this man. All I can say, and look, I kind of, I kind of agree with you, Falcons Nation, in that. I would have liked to see these starters play. Everybody wants to. If you paid full price for your ticket, Dom was in attendance on Thursday night. If you played full price for your ticket and went out to see the Falcons play, albeit even a series or a quarter, and you got zero starters, there is something wrong with this. Now, we either need to lower the price of admission to preseason games or just do away with preseason games altogether. Look, Coach Art, when we get into experience in the NFL at the top of the next hour, that'll be at 5 o'clock, I'll play some audio by Co- Coach Art. Look, he knows exactly what he was doing. He didn't think that he needed to see anything from the Falcons on Thursday night, or at least the Falcons starters, and he chose health over seeing them on the field. So apparently that long 17-play drive in week one of the preseason was enough, plus what he's seen in practice by Desmond Ritter, by Bijan Robinson, by all the starters, by Kyle Pitts, who hasn't you know played in a minute coming back from injury. Coach Art's seen enough. 
And if that's the if that's what he's going with, he is the head coach. You absolutely have to trust that, Falcons fans. He's the head coach. He's got the keys to the Cadillac. You know, it's completely up to him. And if he thought that he saw all he needed to see in the one little drive of the preseason plus the joint practice with the Dolphins and the other practices they've had, then you have to trust that. Now, a lot of other teams played their starters throughout the weekend. Bet the New Orleans Saints might have a starter or two rolling out this afternoon. They actually played their starters in week one as well. Nice little touchdown drive there by Derek Carr. But Falcons Nation is upset, man. You're just going to have to trust Arthur Smith. And we'll see. At least they do have a rookie quarterback coming in who, uh, I mean, Des, Des Ritter only has four games in the NFL more started than Bryce Young does. Can you imagine the storm that it's going to be if, like, the Falcons come out and start the season slow? Like, what if the Falcons, like, lose their first, like, two games? Or, Man, like, start off one and I'm, two? I'm thinking if they just come out and lose the first one. Oh, yeah, if they lose People the first are going to be oh, yeah. ready to light stuff on fire, man. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Especially after this. Now, if they come out and blow the doors off the roof of the Carolina Panthers, then it's going to be forgotten. Yeah, then Arthur Smith's a genius, and yeah. he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, we'll see. I mean, look, real football in two weeks. There have been a little bit of talk that I've seen about doing away with the preseason altogether. You know, I actually kind of agree with that opinion. If coaches – I like the idea of joint practices better than I like the idea of preseason games because they're safer, all right? You don't have full contact collisions. You have guys banging heads. You have pads on. But they're not taking guys all the way to the ground when it's not necessary. It's a little bit safer for those guys to be out there. And if these NFL coaches are seeing what they need to see from these joint practices, then let's do away with the games. The only reason why we're not going to do that is the almighty dollar. How many people would you say were in attendance on Thursday night, Dom? Twenty-five percent. Um, ha- yeah, I was gonna say about twenty-five. I would say about twenty-five to thirty percent of the stadium was filled. Twenty-five up. to thirty percent of the stadium mm-hmm. concessions, which are very affordable at yes. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, by the way. Ticket prices. You know, there's mm-hmm. just no way preseason games are gonna be done away with. Not at all. I you was know? gonna say what between me and my dad, I think we both. And granted, we had about two beers each. I had something to eat, so what, we we ended up spending about fifty, sixty bucks between. Yeah, the two extrapolate of us. that out to uh, to all the yeah hundreds however or many, maybe even thousands. Of let's people see, what are there. we sitting at at MB at eighty thousand? So that's probably twenty thousand people in attendance. You know, extrapolate that out, and a lot of people didn't just have two beers, yeah. dog. Like <laughs> right. So the NFL preseason moving forward is going to be something that, you know, I don't know if it comes up in the CBA or whatever, but it's going to be something that has to be looked at because the fans are not getting what they are paying for. And the NFL has to acknowledge this. All right. Now I'm not saying the starters should be going out there and playing a full game either, but I do think there is some, some, some kind of way they should be in the middle. So we'll see. Uh, the weekend that was uh, for the Atlanta Braves Friday night, Spencer Strider pitches another absolute gem Going to get into, so this is the last official Bo Johnson experience for quite some time as we move into one dude with a fantasy. So at the very beginning of the uh, of the baseball season, and if you've been listening the entire season, once a month, typically at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, I've been giving you my my personal expectations for what I set forth for the Braves back in April, and I've been updating you on what, this is going to be the last episode of that. One month left in the season. My Braves expectations, that's coming up for you at uh, 4.40. Top of the hour, 5 o'clock, we've got experience in the NFL. We're going to do a lot of fantasy football. Up next, we got wide receiver tiers and drafting wide receivers. At 5.20, we got running backs. 5.40, we got tight ends, defenses, and kickers because we are going to cram all of those almost useless positions in one segment. At uh, 6 o'clock, experience the headlines. We're going to run back through the weekend that was for Atlanta sports and a few other fun headlines for you. 6.40. Quarterbacks. And of course, to end the show, I got two words for you things rich people spend their money on and ask each other anything. Real quick, uh, so Friday night, Spencer Strider throws another gym, seven innings pitched, one earned run, nine Ks. Michael Harris, man, I just love that guy. Three for four, two RBIs, home run. That's number 12 for him. Saturday afternoon, Max Fried pitches another uh, quality start. He gets the win. He's five and one. He goes six innings, six hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. Matty Olson with a good day, three for five. Austin Riley hits number 30. Arcia, Orlando Arcia hits number 15. Um, interesting article from ESPN on what every MLB contender needs to do from here to October. We're not going to have time to get that to that right now, but for the Atlanta Braves, it's secure the number one seed. And look, we can't do that if we start resting guys. It's not going to happen. We're going to get caught by the Dodgers, but I'm going to explain to you why that's okay. All right. So, um, 
Lots of fantasy football. Like I said, at 5 o'clock, we're doing a live draft on the air of the 92.9 The Game Listener League. There's five or five producers, I think, five listeners. Uh, five producers slash on-air talent, five listeners. We're going to do that draft while we're on the air. But up next, drafting the wide receiver in fantasy football in 2023. When do you draft Mr. Drake London? I'm going to tell you all about it. In about five minutes, this is the Bo Johnson Experience. You're listening on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Are you experienced? Back to the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 99 The Game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. Like I said, give us a shout. 404-726-0929. Dom's uh, manning the phone lines over there. Any fantasy football draft questions? Any fantasy football season-long questions? Hell, if you got any Braves questions, you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be all about fantasy football. We are going to talk some Braves and some other uh, some other NFL that's not fantasy. But look, the, the two... NFL football, fantasy football, they are very much intertwined and intermingled. So uh, if you want to talk some NFL, but not necessarily fantasy, that's fine too. Um, so the wide receiver in fantasy football. First off, let me, let me just say this. From myself to every other fantasy football analyst out there, um, believe it or not, we're not fortune tellers. All right? So really? I, I understand. Well, I'm not not a, not a fortune teller. <laughs> I don't have a degree in fortune telling. No, no crystal ball. Uh, no like crystal that. ball. Okay. Um, that little machine that you stick a quarter in, it's yep. got like that yep. fortune telling monkey in there, <laughs> yeah, moving all around. Yeah, no, he's probably not. a better fortune teller than I am. <laughs> okay. I only say this because look, fantasy football analysts, when you're wrong, catch so much just evil meanness on social media. But when you're right, it's like you're. And that's how it goes with any anything, any kind of predictability with sports, all right? So, look, I may give you a piece of advice that may not have, you may not should have taken or I may give you something that, that's going to work. It's your decision at the end of the day to, to build the best lineup that you think is possible. All I'm here to do is advise you or to guide you down that road based on what's happened in the past. That's all we mm-hmm. do. We make educated guesses based right. on what's happened in the past, right. based on research, all right? So – you can come at me if you want, if I make a bad decision and you listen to me. I apologize in advance. It'll probably happen. It happens to all of us, you know. But um, ultimately, it's your decision. You're the one that pushes play. All right, so I've, breaking up, I've broken up every skill position into tiers. Because quite frankly, if I were to rank the wide receivers 1 through 20 and we get to like whatever wide receiver 14 would be, but you like wide receiver 16 better, that's okay. 
Because just because I rank players 1 through 20, it doesn't mean that's how they're going to finish the season. So I'm putting them into tiers. All right, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 tiers of wide receivers, and I've got them broken down by which round-ish you can take them in. And I will tell you who my personal favorites are. All right, if you got any kind of input or any kind of questions, like I said, reach out to us, 404-726-0929. I'm pulling up the text line as we speak, but you can reach out to us there too. There we go. Have it up in a second. All right, tier number one, wide receivers. All right, this is completely coincidence. I didn't will this into existence on my own. These two guys did this themselves. <laughs> just because I'm a fan of where they went to school, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a little fun with it. Tier number one. LSU guys that you, I don't mind you drafting number one overall. All right? There's two of them. You know who they are. Justin Jefferson is going 101 in just about every fantasy football league in America right now. Well-deserved. That's who should go 101, by the way. That's who I would pick 101 if I had the first overall draft pick in any fantasy football draft, PPR or no. All right? Jamar Chase probably has better quarterback play, assuming Joe Burrow makes it back from the, from the, the uh, calf injury. Okay, and we think that he will. All signs are pointing to that. Jamar Chase has just as much upside as Justin Jefferson this season. He just didn't do it last year. Look, Justin Jefferson had 1,800 receiving yards last year. He put up 369 fantasy points. He was by far the best wide receiver in fantasy football, so there's no reason to think that he's going to do that again, or he's not going to do that again. He may not get exactly to those numbers. Hell, Jamar Chase might have a better season than him. But Justin Jefferson last season had 30 more points than the second, the number two wide receiver in the NFL. That was Tyreek Hill. All right, so tier number one, Tier number one is going to be LSU guys that you can take number one overall. If you can get these guys anywhere in the first round, if you're picking six and Jamar Chase is there, consider that a steal and pick him immediately. If you're picking second or third and somebody picks Austin Eckler first overall and Jamar and Justin Jefferson's there, by all means, take these guys if you can get them in the first round. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Sammy from Norcross. What's going on, Sammy? What you got for me? This is not Sammy. This is Ava. Ava from Norcross. This sounds like a certain second baseman for the Norcross Lady Blue Devils. Is this a certain second baseman for the Norcross Lady Blue Devils? That was her, but now <laughs> I want to get to my real question. What's up, my brother? So uh, this is this is my guy, Sammy. Sammy and I assist each other in coaching our daughter's softball teams. I'm the 1B to his 1A and vice versa. So, uh, my right-hand dude, what's up, Sammy? How you going, bro? What's up, big dog? So, I have a question. Sure. I'm not doing fantasy football. I'm doing FanDuel leagues. When you do that, where do you normally spread your money first? Do you have a thought process to it? If I do. So, I'd like to hear it. All right. So, you know, it's called weekly fantasy for a reason. Um, and you're obviously – you're going you're gonna to base where you spend your money on a particular week – off of the matchups that those players have on that particular week. So there is no black or white answer to this question. It's definitely done on a week-to-week basis. And, for example, you know, the most expensive quarterback in the league is typically going to be Patrick Mahomes on a week-to-week basis. But if Patrick Mahomes is going up against the Houston Texans this week and the Houston Texans are the second-worst team in the NFL in defending the pass – that's going to make Patrick Mahomes worth that money. Now, if Patrick Mahomes is going up against the Miami Dolphins, who have two great cornerbacks and have a great secondary, and they're not—they're probably like the top five defense, I'm going to allocate that money somewhere else, and I'm going to roll with somebody like Trevor Lawrence, who might have a better matchup, and it's probably like $3,000 cheaper. All right. But I will – look, you, y'all, you can reach out. Of course, you'll be seeing me most of the fall anyway – Feel free to reach out on Twitter. Reach out on the text line here. If you're not up at 7 a.m. when I do my fantasy show on Saturday mornings, reach out because I will do some DFS. I play DFS uh, every week. It's a lot of fun. Get you a group of friends. Throw in five bucks a piece. Have a $50 pot on the line every week. It's a great way, especially late in the season, for people that have not necessarily gone the right direction with their seasonal you know, teams to still stay in it and play fantasy football. Highly recommend it, though. 
He gone? All right. Appreciate you calling in, Sammy C, tomorrow night where we do have a scrimmage versus the other Norcross team, so that's a lot of fun. All right. Number two, tier number two. All right. These are the late first round, early second round guys. All right. Now, there are seven wide receivers here. A couple of them are going late second round based off ADP. I just believe enough in them that I would take them in the late first round or the early second myself. All right. So, late first round, early, early second round guys. Here's my tier two. Cooper Cup going in the first round. He's going fifth or sixth. Overall, I got no problem with that. His let me I actually have ADPs in front of me here as far as exactly where he's going. Uh Cooper Cup is currently going pick 8.4. Now I'm using ESPN ADP here. ESPN's probably the biggest with Yahoo, the biggest fantasy server out there. Um I do love Sleeper and Yahoo's actual apps as far as ease of use. Um, but ESPN's the easiest one to look up information on. So uh, Cooper Cup's going in the first round. Tyreek Hill is number two on this list. Tyreek Hill is actually going 7.2, so that's one pick earlier than Cooper Cup. Any of these guys, if you pick anywhere after pick six or seven, any of these guys you want to take if you're in the late first round, go ahead and do it. I also have Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs on this list with A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson. All right? Adams, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson are all being drafted in the second round right now. But if I'm sitting in a 12-team league and I've got pick number 10 and Barkley's gone, Eckler's gone, CMC's gone, Bijan's gone, Chase and, and, and Justin Jefferson are gone, I've got pick 10 and I'm looking at a few wide receivers here. If you want to take Garrett Wilson number 10 overall, do it. Love Garrett Wilson this season. I think he's in for a monster season. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. That was with some hodgepodge at quarterback. Look, this year he's got Aaron Rodgers, and if you think that's not going to be a big deal, it's going to be huge for Garrett Wilson. All right, so I got no problem. Look, Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, both elite, elite wide receivers. They're going in the second round. So, look, if you're on that late first round and you're going to have that turn coming back, and you want to take, you know, a Nick Chubb and then turn around in the early second round and take A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown. Look, I'm saying that's a great start to your draft if you're able to get somebody like Nick Chubb in the late first and you want to take a receiver in the second or vice versa, you know. So, all right, tier number three. These are the guys that are going rounds two to four. If you end up with one of these guys as your wide receiver one, it's okay. The world's not the, – the sky's not going to be falling, Chicken Little. If you go running back, running back, and you want to take one of these guys in the third round, if you can, if they're there, then it's not going to be the end of the world for you. And, you know, running back, running back is something that happened to me. I'm going to get into a couple draft stories of some of the drafts that I've already had this season so far. So, wide receivers that are okay as your wide receiver one if you go running back, wide, running back, running back, or running back tight end or something like that in your draft. C.D. Lamb. Going in the second round, should have a pretty good season with the Dallas Cowboys. The only reserve reservation I have with CeeDee Lamb is Dak Prescott. All right, now Dak Prescott has shown that he can be a viable fantasy quarterback for his wide receivers. Dak just likes to throw the ball to the other team a lot. That's why he's, he's, he's going undrafted in a lot of, like, 10-team leagues. All right, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle going in the third round. If you have Jalen Waddle as your wide receiver one, it's going to be okay. The rest of these guys, Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, look, it might say wide receiver two on the depth chart for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are the most pass-happy offense in the NFL unless the Kansas City Chiefs are. They're one and two on every, any given week. That's where you're going to find them. Um, so just because it says wide receiver two on the depth chart, believe me, T. Higgins is going to turn in. You're going to have two wide receivers on the Cincinnati Bengals finishing the top 20 this season. And you're going to see a couple of teammates also in that top 20. I think if you looked at it right now as far as last year, Eight of the wide receivers that finished in the top 20 of wide receivers in 2022 were teammates. So there's a lot of these guys, um, like the Miami guys, Waddle and, uh, and Tyreek, that you're going to see have, have good seasons. Uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in that group as well. Then Chris Olave rounding out tier three. If Chris Olave ends up being your wide receiver one on your fantasy football team because you went running back, running back, you're going to be fine. Chris Olave is going to have a great season. Chris Olave was number two uh, runner-up, if I'm not mistaken, in, in rookie of the year last year with freaking the Red Ryder BB gun as his quarterback. And we all know, if you know me one bit, I'm a Saints fan, all right? I am not an Andy Dalton fan. <laughs> no. 
All right? He doesn't do it for you? No, dude. <laughs> I, I believe Jameis should have been the quarterback last season. That decision's not up to me. Um, Jameis got healthy after the injury that he had early in the season. He was coming back from ACL, but he got kind of hurt. Um, we, we won seven games with freaking Andy Dalton. And no, just no. Derek Carr, leaps and bounds better. Yes, so Chris Olave is in for a huge season. Uh, tier four. All right, these are some old guys that could be your wide receiver one, but I would rather see them on your team as wide receiver twos. They are going in rounds four through seven. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is one of the most fed wide receivers in the NFL. It just didn't turn out that way on paper last year. He didn't score any touchdowns. He just couldn't get in the end zone. If you think Deontay Johnson's going to go another season scoring zero touchdowns, you're very much mistaken. Keenan Allen. Debo Samuel, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin going in the seventh round of drafts. Baker Mayfield's capable enough. He's going to get Chris Godwin the ball. Um, Mike Evans right there with him. Uh, Calvin Ridley is going in the fifth round, and I absolutely love where you can get Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley could be your wide receiver one, yes. and I put him in the veteran tier yeah, just agree. because, you know. Uh, New Hopkins. Look, not a sexy pick. We think that New Hopkins is on the downside of his career. He probably is. Um, you know, Tennessee is kind of where wide receivers go to die, but he is still <laughs> one of the best pass catchers in the NFL. He can catch literally anything. It's funny. I literally tweeted that out a couple of days ago. I was like, Tennessee is where wide receivers go to die. It, I'm kind of out on Hopkins this year. We'll see. And that's, that's fine. Me. But look, he's going in the sixth round. Yeah, that's so true. So if, if you ended up with New Hopkins as your wide receiver one, that's not ideal. But look, we're looking at wide receiver twos by the time you get to sixth round. So New Hopkins as your wide receiver two, even on the Tennessee Titans, should be just fine yeah. for you. Uh, tier five, these are the guys going in the eighth to tenth rounds. Look, wide receiver is super, super, super deep, so don't fret if you don't end up with a, a wide receiver in rounds one through three. Tier five is just is wide receivers that are going to end up being your wide receiver two or three on your team, and look at how deep wide receiver is, and it's like this every season. Jerry Judy, Drake London, Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, uh, Pittman, Marquise Brown, and Christian Kirk are all going eighth round or later. Christian Kirk's going in the tenth round. Marquise Brown is going in the 10th round. This is a number one wide receiver on an NFL football team, people. Look, the quarterback situation might not be ideal, but he's still going to have a season that's going to relegate him to a a viable and a usable wide receiver. Uh, Terry McLaurin, same thing. Quarterback situation, not ideal. Who was it, Sam Howell over there, I think, that's going to be? Not ideal, but he's good at what he does. He's going to be fed. These guys are the focal points of their offenses. Rounding out our wide receiver tiers, we have tier six. These going, these guys are also going nine or later, and some of them are going in double-digit rounds. Jacoby Myers, look, wide receiver two in uh, in the on the Raiders. Jacoby Myers is a very unsexy, safe fantasy play, though. He always finishes in between like wide receiver thirteen and twenty every every week. He's probably never going to have a wide receiver one week for you. But uh, Gabe Davis, same thing. Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Pickens. You know, is he or Deontay Johnson number one receiver for for the Steelers this season? That is yet to be seen, but he's going to be up there. You could see a see a, you could see a, a tandem like this, both finishing like top twenty five. Jahan Dotson, number one wide receiver on an NFL team. All right, DJ Chark, same. Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks did get hurt. Keep an eye on that before you go drafting him. But he's going in the twelfth round of drafts, so pretty safe there. Cortland Sutton going in the eleventh round. That's not going to stay the eleventh round because Cortland Sutton is now the only wide receiver, not only number one wide receiver for Russell Wilson on the Broncos, but the only wide receiver. So uh, Mike Thomas, um, Quentin Johnston, a couple of rookies here. Jordan Addison, both these guys are in line for for pretty big seasons here. Uh, Addison going to the twelfth. Quentin Johnson going to the fourteenth round. That's just nuts. Uh, OBJ, look, he's a veteran presence and he has had a connection with Lamar in what little we have seen them in the preseason. And then uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's the third wide receiver on the team, but you're only one Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf injury away from this guy seeing a crap ton of targets. He's going in the 10th round. All right, when we get back, hope that was helpful for you. Phone lines are still going to be open, 404-726-0929. Give us a shout. You want to talk some fantasy football? You want to talk some Braves? Up next, we are in the final edition of Are the Braves Meeting My Expectations for This Season? This is a fun conversation because I think we all know what the answer is from one through nine and in the bullpen. We're going to talk about some Braves next. This is uh, the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 929 The Game. You're also listening on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I can't believe what I just experienced. Back to more of the Bo Johnson Experience. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. I am Bo Johnson, joined by Dom Ferrosky on the other side of the glass. So give us a shout, 404-726-0929. I do have the Selling Brothers Diamond text line open, so you can shout us out on there too. Um, but, yeah, give us give us a call, man, like Coach Sammy did a few minutes ago. We love talking to, uh, to y'all. So we are nothing without listeners, so I invite you in. The uh, the draft order is assigned, and I, I, I promise y'all out there, it was 100% randomized, <laughs> but we're going to start a draft in 16 minutes. It's going to mm-hmm. be the 92.9. It's called 929 Fantasies. Yep. Our listener league, there's five 92.9 employees in it. There's five listeners in it. Trying to have a little bit of fun with y'all this season. So the draft order has already come out. <laughs> we're doing this one on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. 101 is yours truly. <laughs> And 102 is my guy Dom sitting yeah. right there. So we might have rigged it. Who knows? Yeah, 100% <laughs> random, dude. I promise. And uh, this is the only draft where I will probably have 101. I do have one mm-hmm. that I'm doing next week where we don't have a draft order yet. Yeah. Um, every other draft that I've had, I've been like five and six. The one that I did earlier today, I had picked nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and that's one that I went wide receiver first in. Also. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk draft strategy throughout the show. Because, look, you can have a strategy going in, but it takes one knucklehead to pick Patrick Mahomes second overall, and that's going to yeah. throw off your entire draft strategy <laughs> sometimes. But you just out. have yeah. to be willing, you know, able to adapt in those situations. So, Dom, you said you had a question about the draft or the draft order or what? Yeah, so not, not necessarily about – it's just uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on one player. My question is Jonathan Taylor because I am very confused about what to do with him. Yeah. Um, my question to you is, one – what team do you think would get maximum fantasy value out of him, whether it's somewhere else? That's or not the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. Either one. If it's still in Indy, if you think that's the best spot, or if it's somewhere else, uh, and then if he stays in Indy, like what? Where? Where? Where's a safe spot? Do you think? To so take Jonathan as of right now, Jonathan Taylor's ADP is going. He's going to the third round, and I think that's a pretty safe spot. Okay. All right. Um, here's the thing. Look, if Jonathan Taylor switches teams. And he goes to a team that needs a wide. I mean, nobody that doesn't need a what running back is just going to trade for a running right. back because it's going to take. You know, they're yeah. wanting a first round pick. I don't know if they're going to get that. And you got to give him a contract. It I think a lot to the it. best team for him to land with would be the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. just because. Look, man, I've had, I've been rolling with Mostert, Raheem Mostert, for a few years <laughs> on a dynasty team, and yeah, he's one of the fastest men in the NFL mm-hmm. when he's healthy. Yeah. It's been his whole problem. And his backups, Jeff Wilson Jr., or and uh, there's like four of them over there. I think yeah. Miles Gaskin is still on the on the yeah they, on the depth chart back by committee. Absolutely. None of them can stay healthy. So if Miami could get a Jonathan Taylor in there on their he would he would go in as number one. Somebody would probably For get sure. cut. Yeah, immediately. You know, uh, Devon Achain is also another guy that that's, that's looking pretty good for Miami. Um, the rookie, I think Miami's a pretty good situation for him. If he stays with the Colts, that's where it gets interesting to me. Because obviously he demanded a trade. They've given him permission to seek out a trade. So that relationship might be a little fractured. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if, if the relationship's fractured, do you continue giving Jonathan Taylor every rep as, as the running back going forward, even though he kind of has not been <laughs> like he's, yeah. sat, he's sitting out and he yeah. didn't want to sign, you know, if he stays with the Colts, it's a weird situation. Yeah. I think third round is ideal. Like, it, you, I wish you could you could draft this guy in the first round where he should be going. Right. You know, hell, two years ago he led the NFL in rushing. You know, um, third round's appropriate. You know, but honestly, there's guys in the third round, and I'll and I'll tell you right now. I know we're starting to draft, but look, I'm 100 percent completely objective when it comes to fantasy football advice because if 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 I'm not, I lose credibility. Mm-hmm. There's guys going in the third round that I would take above Jonathan Taylor just mm-hmm. because I know what they are to their yeah. team. And one of them that comes to mind is Ramondre Stevenson. Hmm. You know, um, I'm not worried about Zeke one bit. 
okay. on the on the Patriots for Ramondre Stevens. He had Damian um, Damian Harris there last yeah. year. Yep. And Damian Harris is healthier than Zeke was last year. He looked Zeke looked like he's looks like he's running through freaking tar. Oh yeah, he, a lot of times. It's, you know? it's a lot of tread that's on those tires. He's, he'll probably he's he'll down. probably steal some goal line touches yeah. from from um, Ramondre Stevenson. But look, Ramondre Stevenson catches the ball out of the backfield. He'll probably mm-hmm. have seventy catches. You know, he'll probably rush for twelve hundred yards. You know, probably have like eighteen hundred all purpose. I'll take him over Jonathan Taylor and Harvey only because I don't know how the the relationship yeah. is with the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. Now, if Jonathan Taylor gets traded. Mm-hmm. Based on where he goes, that might sway me into picking him in the second round because he, okay. he's definitely a, a second round talent. He's a first round talent yeah. if he lands in a good spot. Obviously, right. I mean. So, but there we go. So yeah, I've, I'm uh, I'm up first. Then we got Dom, um, and then we got Tababi, who is a listener all day to the radio station. Then we got Abe Gordon. Uh, Dylon is drafting fifth. Then and we got Garrett Independent. The blueprint. Uh, J-U-E-S, I guess that's the playoff of Juju, is number seven. A1 Forever is eight. Blake's Neat Team and then Skip's ATL Slayers is rounding out our draft there at number 10. 10-team league, PPR, didn't change a whole lot of stuff. The only thing I did was take out kickers, and I'll get to them a little bit later as far as that goes. My expectations for the Atlanta Braves in this 2023 season, and I'll tell you what, this has been a fun conversation to have every time I've had it because we got the best team in baseball. On April 2nd, when I did this the very first time, mm-hmm. these numbers have not changed. We didn't know they were going to be the best team in baseball. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, uh, when I did that, Kyle Wright was healthy. I didn't even put Bryce Elder on here. Bryce Elder was still pitching for AAA Gwinnett, if I'm not mistaken. He may have been called up by April 2nd. But So we'll start at the top. When we get to the, and so what I did initially is I, I went 9 through 1 as far as the hitters go because this is where I thought they should be hitting. So at the beginning of the season, Orlando Arcia, I thought he should be hitting ninth. All right. Still kind of where I think he should be hitting. Orlando Arcia, all I wanted, um, 15 or less errors while hitting 250. All right? He was our stopgap freaking shortstop. We had just lost Dansby. This is a guy that we want to come in and play some okay defense and hit ninth and just don't suck, you know, basically. So Orlando Arcia, if you weren't paying attention, started the freaking all-star game for the National League. He's hitting 275 with 15 home runs, and he only has seven errors. So I think he's going to come well beneath that 15-error uh, plateau. Seven errors is how much Dansby Swanson had all of last season. Orlando Arcia could finish with seven or eight. We don't know if he's going to make an error today or next week or whatever. But if he finishes with less than 10, man, he's already worth whatever we're paying him for the next two years after this season. Like, he signed a three-year, like, $8 million contract extension. Uh, eight, Sean Murphy, all right? We knew Sean Murphy was a, a good offensive or a decent offensive weapon. He's like a career 250 hitter-ish. He's a career 244 hitter. I actually had that. Or no, that's uh, Arcia. Um, he hit 250 with 20 home runs last season. I was like, we got him for his defense, though. Sean Murphy, throw out 25 runners. He threw out 19 last year. JT Real Muto led MLB with 30. As of today, Sean Murphy has 23 assists, all right? That was an easier stat to find than throwing out base runners, but is there any other way a catcher can get an assist if it's not throwing out a base runner, maybe picking somebody off? Yeah. So I'd have to say that he's – Yeah, it's, it's a good metric he's, to go He's by. around where I want yeah. him to be. I want him to hit 250 with 20 home runs, all right? He's hitting 268. He is at 20 home runs right now, and he's got 49 RBIs. Sean Murphy exceeding expect, expectation, all right? Lil D, Travis Darno, come in, Lil D, and hit 260 with 15 home runs. He was 268 and 18 last year. He's hitting 245 with nine home runs. Um, so a little bit below expectation, but look, he has had some clutch hits this season, and we probably have the best backup. And I put this in heavy, heavy air quotes in Major League Baseball because Lil D, Travis Darno, could be starting on probably half the Major League Baseball teams out there. All right. The thing about Lil D, Lil D has nine home runs on the season. I don't know if he's going to get to 15. All I really want him to get to is 10. If Lil D hits his 10th home run, we will have nine hitters with double-digit home runs. I don't think that's ever been done in Major League Baseball. I think a team with eight hitters with double-digit home runs has only been done four times. I might be mixing that up with the Braves. The Braves may have had eight with 10. Either way, Little D, get that 10th, and we're going to make history. Uh, then we move on to uh, Marcelo Zuna, who I had tabbed at hitting 7th, DHing. All right. 
This is what I wanted out of Marcelo Zuna. 250, 20 home runs. Don't get stabbed. Don't stab anybody. Don't get into any trouble. All right, now look. Please take that as a joke because I meant it as a joke. We all know about his, his, troubled, his troubled past. Marcelo Zuna is one of the most favorite players of the Braves clubhouse. He is one of the most endeared players to this coaching staff. Everybody loves Marcelo Zuna, including me. I was just being funny with this at the beginning of the season. About a month into the season, everybody was wanting to run Marcelo Zuna out of town. I gave it about three weeks right here on the Bo Johnson experience, and then I threw my hands up, and I was like, all right, he's hitting 80. Not 180, 80. All right, yeah. .080, all right? Hey, but then he turned it around, all right? Marcelo Zuna, you know, so the 20 home runs come. He's making $17 million a year. Uh, my good friend Randy Michael on the midday show with Andy and Randy, uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday from 11 to 2, check us out. Um, he said, give me one home run for every million dollars you're going to make. Well, I had a little bit heavier expectations than that for Marcelo Zuna. I wanted 20. Marcelo Zuna is hitting 263 currently with 28 home runs. Marcelo Zuna is going to hit 30 home runs this season. Nobody would have expected that on April 2nd, much less April 31st. Marcelo Zuna is going to – is that a, a, a misprint? 28 home runs, Dom. That's nuts. Don't even yeah. mention, like, the number yeah. of hitters we have at 25 and at 30 that we're approaching. Mm-hmm. All going to be some kind of records as well. 68 RBIs. I didn't even have an expectation for RBIs for Marcel. Uh, Eddie Rosario, man, look. Hit 250, have 10 home runs, and play a decent left field. Because we knew that he was going to be a platoon guy out there. He's probably only going to play versus righties. Eddie Rosario is hitting 262. He has 20 home runs. Who would have expected that? Super clutch. Eddie Rosario is probably going to finish with 25. We have a whole month left in the season. And he has 68 RBIs. I mean, he has uh, only four errors. So I'd say it's pretty decent left field. He had like three of them in one game. All right. So Ozzy Albies, real quick, 275, 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases. Ozzy can go 30-30. That's what I think that his – I expected kind of that out of him. Right now he's at 267, so he's a little bit below that 275, but he has 28 home runs, only 11 stolen bases, and that's kind of peculiar to me as to why Ozzy isn't running as much. But he has a lot of extra base hits. You know, um, I guess he just hasn't had to. Uh, he's only got 11 stolen bases, so he's probably going to fall, fall well short of the 25-25 that I had as an expectation for him. But, um, oh, well, who cares? Okay, um, Austin Riley, 275, 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. Austin Riley is hitting 275 currently with 30 home runs, 78 RBIs. He may fall just short of both of those. If he ends up with 35 home runs and 90 RBIs, I think we'll be doing just fine. All right, so we're, that, was my, that was my number four hitter. Where I had hitting third is Matt Olson. So they're flip-flopped right now. Matt Olson, my expectation was 275, 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. Matt Olson is currently at 272 with 43 home runs and 112 RBIs. This was my expectation for him at the end of September. He's done this by the end of August. All right, blowing my expectation out of the water. Here's where it gets a little fun, but only at the expense of Ozzy Albies, and I hate that it's come to that. I had Michael Harris the second pencil in at the number two hitter <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the season. I honestly felt that he could hit leadoff, but – Ronald Acuna Jr., he's hitting leadoff, and he'll be there as long as they want him to hit leadoff, as long as he wants to hit leadoff, and that's fine. Michael Harris is second. He had the back problems at the beginning of the year, and then he got off to a slow start coming out of that, and that's that's fine. So I had the expectation of 285, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. I had a 30-30 season is what I expected out of uh, uh, Michael Harris. If he stays near the top of the lineup and gets enough at-bats next season, he's probably going to do it. Right now, he's at 286, 12 home runs, 19 stolen bases after. Let's take the first month of the season out because he was hurt for most of it. And then he had a, so he's only played four months of the season. All right, phenomenal job by Michael Harris, the second. I would expect that when Ozzie Albies comes back, you may see a Michael Harris hitting second versus righties, Ozzie Albies hitting second versus lefties type situation. I think that's what the Braves wanted to do at the beginning of the year. The other one in the other situation may bat fifth. Or if you were going up against a lefty and you want to hit Ozzie second, Okay, fine, you can hit Michael Harris ninth, but I absolutely hate that. He's one of your best hitters. Give him the at-bats. He gets more at-bats. There's like 160 freaking at-bat difference between the first hitter and the ninth hitter by the time the end of the season comes around. All right? Uh, Then Ronald Acuna Jr., number one. This man right here, 
275, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases is what I had as my expectation for Ronnie. He's hitting 333 right now with 28 home runs and 59 stolen bases. Will he get to 40 home runs? That's the question of the day. I don't know. That's 12 home runs in five weeks. He can do it. Look, all he needs, I don't know if Ronald Acuna has more than one multiple home run game this year, but he could very easily go on a tear where he hits like four home runs in five games, and that puts him right back on pace for 40. So don't count him out by any stretch of the imagination. My biggest point for doing this exercise here is that the Atlanta Braves this season are blowing all of our expectations out of the water. Let's just see if we can keep it going. Get Ozzy back. Keep everybody healthy. This is going to be a fun finish to the season. We are at 4.58. By the time we get back from this break, we will have done our at least first two picks. I know what mine is in the 99 game listener draft. We have the uh, the Experience the NFL is coming up next. It's the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 99 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.